0: Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. evening. I will be teaching from uh, my new book, so it's uh, very important that you get the book. It's your textbook for relationship. Okay? Um, Love, lust, and lies, and the fundamental laws of relationship. So I'll I'll be teaching a bit from it, and um, when you get it, you can study it, you can read it, and learn for yourself. The first thing i like to say is that ultimately, who you get married to will determine a lot about your life. Ultimately. Uh, there are no words. To define it. It will determine to a large extent. If you would live a fulfilled life. Who you get married to. I know that some of you have heard these statements. A lot in your life. It doesn't even make meaning anymore. But. But. Take it from me, that who you eventually get married to would determine to a large extent a lot about your life. Having said that, that is one reason you must never rush to get married. You know, because a lot of people, it looks like marriage is what defines them. It looks like when they are in a relationship, that's what makes them complete. And that's why I'm sounding this warning before we continue uh, the teachings. What we're talking about tonight is not just a casual subject. It is a subject that has to do with destiny fulfillment. There are some people today that would have become better if they married some other man they, they will have become better if they married some other women and you know for instance people say it, and i agree with them well i don't regret my choice but uh i thank god anyway obviously you don't have to regret the choice of who you have made or who you're married to but knowing having the right information to make better choices is for your own good Marriage is a beautiful thing. You should get married. Not everybody will get married. You should get married if you have to get married. But it's something you must make with a conscious, deliberate decision. And um, it's very important. I want you to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. I'd like to to go gradually, and I'll, I'm going to touch a couple of points in the book, but please, I want, to, I want to beg you, all right? Paul will say, I plead with you. Get a copy of the book. It's a, it's a, it's a thousand nair. Uh Try to get it and read it. It's very important that you read it and study it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible says to everything, what does everything mean? okay so we need to talk right what does everything mean all things minus nothing (laughs) praise god everything is what everything or we can say everything is what all things minus nothing so does this include marriage does this include relationship does this include sex does this include kissing say yes If you are not sure of coming, then you can go. This is not a uh, leadership seminar. Hope you hope they gave you the flyer. Okay. So we go we go over it again. What is everything? Everything is all things minus nothing. Does this include marriage? Does this include relationship? Does this include kissing? To mm-hmm. so everything there is a season. Meaning that you can do something when it is not the season. And to what? To a time for every purpose. Under heaven. That means on the earth. Under heaven just means on the earth. So it tells us that there is a season to your life. And I have realized that many people do not understand the seasons of life. And you know why I say that? Because when they should be focused, for instance, uh, a young man who, is, who just gained admission into the university, he does not have a business with relationship. What should be his focus? He's got four years of his life to make something out of his life academically, and he gets distracted. And now, by the time that young man gets into marriage, What he should have built himself on or what the skills he should have developed in his single years, he did not develop them. In marriage, he's not trying to be taught what he should have learned because he did the wrong things at the right season. There are some of you listening to me right now. These teachings is for your future. Even as you live here, it is not a license for you to go and get into a relationship. You are not yet ready. Some of you have not put yourself together emotionally yet. Every single thing, you get offended. Even when a lizard passes the road, you are angry. That Why will a lizard cross before you, a human being? And you are angry. And yet, this person wants to get married. You know, sometimes I look at some people and the way they live. I say, God, how, how do they live in the same house with this person? Marriage is not, or getting into a relationship is not just about the pictures. It's not just about changing your Facebook profile. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not about what you post on Instagram. That's not just what it's about. It's more detailed than that. So there is, um, to everything there is a season. Okay? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 read something here now. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. I want to go somewhere. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. See this? For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for every good work. For good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has created something for you that you should walk in. The Amplified says for we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. There is something that God has called you to do on this earth. You were born for a purpose. You were born for an assignment. You are more than just a sex object. You are more than just somebody to complete another person you know i've heard people make this statement that they are looking for their missing rib your ribs are complete (laughs) does anybody have a missing rib here Adeline, do you have a missing rib okay you are supposed to be the one to look for right okay you are complete in christ can you say that say i am complete in christ Say it one more time. Say I'm complete in Christ. Some of you are not saying it. Say it. I am complete. I said you are not sure in Christ. Relationship does not make you complete. You are complete in Christ. There is nothing wrong with you if you are not in a relationship. There is even nothing wrong with you if you are not married. You know, it's like unconsciously we have made people look like if they are not married, then something is wrong. So at the point, you can just meet you, say, "Be honest to me, I'm your brother. If there's anything, let us know. Let us deal with it now. <laughs> Even if it is medical, let us know. There's nothing to be ashamed of. A, a problem have what's that? A problem what? Half shared is half sold. No, or a problem what? Okay, problem shared is half solved. You know, I don't know parables except Bible. Because they feel something is wrong with you. And listen carefully to what I'm saying tonight. If you have that sense about yourself, you would run to anybody who gives you a sense of self-esteem, even if that person is abusive. So you feel, I'm not complete. I need to complete myself. And before you know, you unconsciously say yes to someone, not because you really feel that they are the people you should be with, but they give you a sense of completion. So the Bible says that during your single days, you've got to find your purpose. I will not be able to talk about the five fundamental laws of relationship today, but one of the laws of relationship is the purpose partner law. Find your purpose before you find your partner, because your purpose is supposed to help Your partner is supposed to help you fulfill your purpose. And you are also supposed to help your partner fulfill what? His purpose. So you must find out what God has created you for. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. We're just going to teach one story from from the book. But man, you need to get it. You need to get it. If I was not the author, I would have bought 10 copies. But well, you need to buy it. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Come on, somebody say the power of focus. Say it one more time. Say the power of focus. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the parts of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. One of the things that distracts people very early in life is relationships. So many people come to church, their hearts have been broken many times. I believe that that's one of the reasons Jesus Christ said I've been sent to heal the broken hearted. He knew it was going to become a special case. Some of you don't even think. They buy chocolates for you. They buy ice cream for you. They buy suya for you. You have said yes. That means your total worth is the price of chocolate plus ice cream plus suya. That's how much you're worth. You throw your dreams away. You throw your visions away. You throw your convictions away. Just because you want to be in a relationship. And after one year, you're broken up. The next person comes. And if you're talking about your ex, you, you talk at it at, as if it's a, it's a degree. that There are chains of degrees you have. You know, my ex, my ex, until we now say, which of the ex are you talking about now? Because we are lost in the transaction. You say, no, it's not the fourth S. We are talking about the seventh one. You're not like, oh, you had the woman at the well Jesus met. Oh, is there another we're expecting? Because you're too much in a hurry to get a sense of completion from a man or a woman. For some men, that's what defines them. For some women, that's what defines them. And it's almost looking like if you don't have anybody, you know, you are under pressure. But the reason you're feeling under pressure is because you are not spending your time focused on what you should be developing, on what you should be building. your single days that's what i'm trying to say at this stage of your life before you get yourself hooked into a relationship you must take time to develop cultivate and build yourself so by the time you get into a relationship you are not a liability to someone are you following what i'm saying they are not trying to put you together Rather, you have built yourself that you get into a relationship and you have become an asset. You are bringing value to the table. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Are you learning something? I can't hear you. Are you learning something? All right. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. What does it say? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Lord God, but behold, I cannot speak for I'm a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth. He says, there's a reason. Before you were formed, that created you for a purpose. This is not just talking to men. It's also talking to women. You were born for an assignment. You were born for a purpose. You need a man. You need a man that can help you cultivate that purpose. Some of you, before you got into relationships, you used to do a lot of things. You were active. You were going on and on and on. Your dreams were being achieved. And you got into a relationship... And all those things are just shut down. Now that you see some vibrant sisters on fire for the Lord, speaking in tongues. Even when they are frying plantain, they're speaking in tongues. You don't know if it's the sound from the oil or if it's the tongues they are speaking. But sounds just come out from the kitchen. And then after they got married, then they just gone down. Because they married a man who will not give them that expression. So it's important that you find yourself you locate yourself. Lamentations 327 says it's good for a, uh, a young man to bear his yoke when he's young. There are things right now you can undertake for yourself. Can okay, Save enough money, go for studies, build your capacity. Some of you can't even take care of yourself properly because the money you have from your small salary is being split into two. You have to send a card to the girl in the university that you promised you will marry in primary school when she was in primary six. And you have succeeded in training a full human being. And you say, ah, you are poor. You are not poor. You have misfocused priorities. You are just training somebody. You can't give offerings in church. You can't buy your own jam form. But meanwhile, you are sending recharge card daily as part of daily contribution towards your destiny fulfillment. And after youth service, the girl now comes and says, I'm sorry. You now say God will punish her. No. God doesn't punish, but if he has to punish, he will punish you for being foolish. And somebody says, Is love. That's not love. That's not love. What you're just looking for is a sense of completion. A sense of identity. Is it wrong to send someone to the university you want to marry? Absolutely no. But I wouldn't do that if there were no strong commitments. There's something called return on investment. If I'm going to invest four years of my money on you going to school, (laughs) you are going to carry my name to that school. Uh, After we get married, after four years, we will marry. When you finish, collect loan. When we marry, I'll repay the loan. Do you understand? It's called student loan. Do you understand how it works? And some of us just open our hearts to all kinds of people. And before we know, people walk in and out of our lives and leave us so chartered that by the time we find the right people, we can't even give them our complete self. We treat them with suspicion, and we get into the right relationships with the wrong hearts. So love is beyond just affection. Love is beyond just the sexual affection, the sending of pictures... Snapping together, you know, standing under the tree. You know, some of you have watched so much of Indian films. You think love is running around the tree, holding, looking for somebody lost in the grass. Your mates are already building drones. You're you're dancing like grasshoppers on the field. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that is just your ultimate concept of love, you will not be able to understand what true love is. What is love? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It tells us about love. The first thing about love is that it's a giving out. There's a release. Number two, it tells us that love is sacrificial. Number three, it tells us that when love is believed, it gives life. Meaning that if someone says, I love you, and I believe that. I'm not saying that when you just say, I love you, there's something in my stomach that just goes, that's not what I'm talking about. It means that if I come into a relationship with you, and I say, I love you, and you believe that, the effect of that relationship is life is impacted into you. It means you actually come alive. What that means, your dreams, your potential, your passions, your possibilities. Are you following what I'm saying? Comes alive. It's like saying, until I met this person, I didn't feel this much alive. I am not saying that when you meet the person, your knees are knocking. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying when you meet the person, to even talk is a problem. I'm not saying. So when I meet the person, I just feel that I have died. Yes, you have died. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about a relationship that when you get into after one year you tell yourself whoa it's like i'm experiencing life again there's value there's motivation i i have always been and i would remain until i'm proving otherwise i have always been a proponent that if two people are not committed in a relationship with the same rate and the same affection one person will struggle to make it work i remember one time i don't know whether it's my wife or someone else i wanted to get married to i don't know who at that point but then no it's not my wife i think it was person i wanted to get married to before or something i don't even know you can you know my mom was it, the, the, the concept was more like you know if you don't marry this person you will be single i said listen if i'm single she will also be single Do you understand? Before she will find somebody, I will also find somebody. We are all looking. Don't make it look like if I lose this person, then oh, that's why I tell you that. Listen, when people say, without you I can't sleep, without you I can't eat, don't slap their mouth, but they are lying. How were you sleeping before you met me? Those same people, if you don't end up marrying them, let's just give an example. Have you ever, don't raise your hand, I know many of you have. You will, if I even say raise your hand, I'll be wondering which one do I raise my hand for. Now, is it the first one or the sixth one? So, don't, let's not get into that complex confusion. But if you met people who say, oh, without you, oh, if I, they should kill me if I don't marry you. They should just kill me. And then your father said, no, you can't marry this person. Now, the person has three children. And he's even putting pictures on Facebook. Wow, what a life. That's the person that said he wanted to die two years ago. Because it was just emotional commitment. So love has to do with sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice. And the sacrifice is not just that they buy suya for you. No, that's not sacrifice. No. It's about the sacrifice of making adjustments for you to become better to look after your interests, to look after your possibilities, to look after you in the way that you should be looked after as a child and a daughter of God for your possibilities to come out. So that's what love is. But I want to, I want to take time to read the story of Amnon and Tamar and X-Ray Lost and then I'll talk about a couple of lies and then we can close and you can go and buy the book. Second Samuel 13. I want to close early so I'll give you time to buy the book so that in case... We don't have change. Michael can go and quickly look for change and give you. So you won't say it is dark. Second Samuel 13. Are you learning something? Come on, I said, Are you learning something? All right. Second Samuel 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When we were in school, I had a lot of people who were oh, Amen. Some people loved relationship. Kai. They loved it with passion. Just now they are in one relationship. Just now they are in one relationship. Just now they are in one relationship. And you know the scripture says in the book of songs of Solomon that you should not awaken love. Do you know what that means? It means when you are not ready for something, don't start it. Don't awaken love. That's why when people come to me and say, you know, pastor, I'm in a relationship with this guy, the first question I ask them is, when are you getting married? When? Say, sir the way we are looking at it, we are not very sure Then you shouldn't be in a relationship. How can you enter a relationship with no dates? How, How do you do that? How do you do that? Every godly relationship must have marriage in view. And when I mean in view, I'm not saying in the next 10 years. Because some of you, your courtship has lasted more than a relationship. So I'm trying to know the person. It's 12 years. How long will you be married before you die? You are, 12 years, you don't still know the person. You say, the way I'm seeing it is still mysterious. After 12 years, even Jesus Christ taught about God in three and a half years. You know the truth? You can't know anybody. You have to trust the Holy Spirit. Are you following what I'm saying? You can't say, I've known this person. No. You have to trust the Holy Spirit. You get your right indicator. These are two... For me, uh, maybe I'll tell you guys, I don't know for girls, but for guys, these are two things I look for when I, want to, when, <laughs> wait, I say when I want to marry somebody, I say, I want to marry again. <laughs> Number one, does this woman fear the Lord? Number two, is she teachable? If I find those two characteristics, I'm fine. Do you know why? Because a woman who fears the Lord will do the right things. And if a woman is teachable, whatever she does not know, you can teach, teach her. Are you following what I'm saying? Some of you, when you say, what do you like in a woman? The first thing you are describing is breast. They will fall. After many years. It's called time and chance. Happen to them all. That's what they, that's when people say, time and chance. They will. Surely they will. It's a prophetic word that will come to pass. You can't live like that. Some of you, when they say, who do you like to marry? The first thing I'm talking about is your tribe person. Ah! It must be from my family. It must be from my tribe. The fact that you marry someone from your tribe doesn't mean you have a good marriage. It doesn't add up. Are you following what I'm saying? He that is in Christ is a new creature. This things more. You know, my wife is is a gal. She's from Kogista. And... uh, you know, my my mom was more like, "Oh, marry someone from our." I mean, I didn't even think about it. Seth. there are certain things that I don't even think about. Because some of us, we married from our tribe because we wanted to perpetuate culture. So instead of building a home that glorifies God, we are building a home that is a, a, a home that is a cultural preservation community. To preserve language and greeting styles. We just want to make sure, ah, this language will not die in my time. No problem. Preserver of language. Continue. And that, you walked away from people that can help you fulfill purpose because you want to preserve language. And it's amazing how many believers even have this concept. Ah, the man who is coming to marry me is a good person, no, but he's not from my village. Then you now marry a drunkard that is from your village. Ten years down the line, you are saying, we should pray for you. No, we should flog you. And then flog you and send you back. Never feel, you see, let me, let me say this to you. When you are getting into a relationship, make a conscious choice that you are going to be responsible for the outcome of your choice. If I choose to marry this lady, who is my wife, the outcome I will manage. That's why for young people, you've got to invest in knowledge and make the right choice. Are you following what I'm saying? Make the right choice. That's like, you see someone can sleep with you, you have a baby for the person, and two, three years down the line, you're not together, and the person doesn't even want to see you again. But at the beginning, what did the person say? Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. That word has more to it than just words so let's read the story of Amnon thank you father Samuel thirteen. are you learning something okay some of you right now have to go back and reevaluate your relationships after this Absalom the son of David had a lovely sister oh I like the description a lovely sister whose name was Tamar and Amnon the son of David loved her look at the description and Amnon the son of David loved her Amnon was so distressed over his sister Tamar, and he became sick. Can you see what, what did I say in John three sixteen? Love will do. Love will do what? Will give you life. What is this love doing to this person? You name know, sick. So you know that this is not true love. This is China love. Some of you are like that. <laughs> For she was a virgin. For she was a virgin so it tells us why this the reason he is saying he loved her is beginning to come forth her character is not mentioned what was mentioned about her is her sexuality for she's a virgin okay and it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her but Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab the son of Shimea, David's brother. Now, Jonadab was a very crafty man. I took time to explain this in the chapter. Jonadab was a crafty man. You know, some of you don't know how to go after girls, but one of your Jonadab friends taught you. Say, ah, I like that guy. Ah, you know, come, 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 come. When you go, eh? Crafty, wicked people you have around you. Instead of teaching you how to do coding, they are teaching you how to code girls. Every good you will do in this life, someone will teach you. Every evil you will do, someone will teach you. You better choose your associations carefully. So Jonadab was taught. Look at this. He had a crafty friend. You can't change a man until you change his friends. You can't change a woman until you change his friends. One of the things I asked my wife when I we wanted to get married is who are your friends? And I, I took, even before we got married, I spoke to her friends. I interacted with her friends. Because it was important to me. You know you, have, you know you have some friends that when they look at your hair they say ah why are you carrying this hair now why at your age ah no 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 you can't don't, don't greet me don't greet me you know that will put pressure on you to go and change the hair and they know you are not working let's read and he said to him why are you the king's son becoming thinner day after day you see what the, this kind of love was doing to this guy weight reduction love he didn't need to go to the gym. He didn't need to exercise. He could eat as much as he wanted to eat, but he was growing, growing thinner. <laughs> you know, some people that are in relationship, they are quarreling every week. <laughs> they were happier until they had a boyfriend. Every week they are quarreling. They are growing thinner every day. When you say, What is the problem? They can't tell you. They just say nothing. It is where. Nobody should be telling me it is well anymore. You know why Christians say it is well, you don't know the truth. There's something behind it. They say it is well, sir. Very happy. You hear a very powerful message. As you get home, they drop a dangerous text for you. From now henceforth. <laughs> you read all the things I thought on Sunday. wasted. They're like this, growing thinner every day. Uh, look at this. And he said to him, why are you the king's son, becoming Tina, Tina every day? <laughs> Will you not tell me? I had a friend like this, that's why I'm laughing. I'm not said to him, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. So Judah said to him, lie down on your bed. Pretend. Somebody say pretend. The first thing you find out in something that's not true love is pretense. There's a lot of pretense there. The guy pretends a lot. There are young people who go into a relationship pretending that they have money. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm one person who I don't, I don't like pretense. You see, when you pretend, people cannot even help you. You don't have enough clothes. The day you are going to visit the girl you said you want to marry, you now went to borrow shoe. They are walking slowly. People thought that that's how you walk. It's actually that the shoe is not your size. If you go faster than that, it will show. So you are just taking it. and say walk fast? I say no, because when I'm walking with you, I like walking slowly. I <laughs> know that is your borrowed shoes. If you can't tell the person you are in a relationship with the truth, that's not love. When we're getting married. I, I mean, I was in ministry, but I mean, how much was I getting? But maybe 3000 3500 the rest. I, I just told her, this is what I'm earning. And I'm trusting God we're not going to be like this, but this is what I'm earning. There was no like, uh, you know, 3000 is the initial allowance, but by the time you add all that, there was no allowance anywhere. This is it. When we got married, there was no TV in our house. We didn't have phone. And I mean, she knew. It's not a mention. I say, where is the foam? Ah, my great-grandfather came yesterday night. He was dead before, but he came that the mortuary, there's no space. So I decided to just give him the phone so he can rest in peace. I'll buy another one too? Because if you lie, you will keep lying. You keep lying. You betray your trust. If you cannot marry me with my slippers and my boxers and my singlet, forget it. Forget it. Go marry somebody who has a BMW 7 Series. But you know what? I was so confident of the vision and the call and the work I was putting into this life that I knew I would not be that way. Oh no. A thousand times no. A thousand times no. I knew I put putting my shift in life. I'm going to put in the effort I need to put in and that God's word is going to work. So all this trying to, if I don't have this, I can't marry. If I don't have this, I can't marry. It is self-deception. If you have to get everything in this life before you get married, you might likely not even know who loves you or who loves the things. I was glad at this time I got married because it was obvious. You know when the scripture describes Jesus and said he had no form, no comeliness. There was nothing to be desired in him imagine now if this is the time i want to look for somebody to marry i'll be confused Uh, absolutely i don't know who is liking my shoe, who is liking my jacket who likes the way i talk who likes the building you know people can marry because of the building (laughs) that in case this marriage does not work i cannot say it's two of us that build the church you should divide it and give me half you will know and some of you have lived your life so much of a liability that you are waiting for a man to come and carry you you even use the word I'm waiting for a day to come and carry me from my father's house. As if you are dead. They should come and carry you. And then so, anybody that comes, quickly, your parents have agreed. They have not even seen the boy. Say, somebody is coming to marry me. Say, when is he coming to do introduction? They have not seen because they can't wait for you to be carried out. Because you're not contributing value. You're not bringing value to the table. Young girls... Learn to also move out of your parents' house, rent your own apartment, buy your own stove, cook your own food, go out there and get a job. Don't be waiting for a man to come and relieve you of your responsibilities. Learn to work for yourself. Because that's why sometimes we say yes to people we don't have a business saying yes to because we're tired of staying in our parents' house. There's nothing in the future for us and we just want somebody that we can lean on. And so you get into that marriage and your opinion does not count. You know, there are people who are married. The wife does not say anything. Even when they are watching the TV and the man enters the, the house, they will not submit the remote. Say, welcome, Daddy. The, 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 that's the wife is greeting the man. Not that they're out of respect, but you are the father of us, or Abraham, father of men. did not submit the remote. That's okay, it's okay. Watch, well, I'll give you five minutes. Say thank you, Daddy. That's the wife. Because the remote got there before you, the TV got there before you, the road got there before you. Don't do that. Don't do that. You have value. Are you following what I'm saying? I said you have value. Are you following what I'm saying? Never be afraid of marrying someone who does not have anything. Consider yourself graced enough that when you get into their life, the blessing of God is going to go with you into their life. Don't look for who is going to lift you out of poverty. Look for who you are going to come into their life and you're going to bring the spirit of prosperity into the home. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay, let's go on. So Jonah said to him, lie down on your bed pretend to be ill and when your father comes to see you say to him please let my sister Tamar come and give me food and prepare the food in my sight observe that sight you always want to see Tamar's physical body these are the people that will tell you to dress in a way that is very provocative because what they are interested in is seeing your body anytime you are together their hands is all over you they will always hold your waist that's the Um, that gives them a cushion to walk comfortably. They're not holding waist, they're holding shoulders, hands is dropping on the breast. Something, they must touch something. They're only sitting close to you. Even where there's space in the old church, they they must sit close to you. Because you're their brother and sister in Christ. There was no end in crisis. Always about the physical body. Always about the physical body. If you, are, if you are not worth to depressing your relationship with more than your physical body, I'm sorry to say, you might not be different from a prostitute. It's a hard short, but that's the truth. Relationship that is about sex. Ah, if you love me, ah, what is it? Well, ah, what is it? And sadly, many people are hooked on this. You know, some people come to me and say, ah, Pastor, the way it is now, we have made a mistake. I say, shut up. Don't be telling me that you got a girl pregnant and it's a mistake. It's not a mistake. You, it, it, is, it is a, a biological law. Don't, don't be doing something. I mean, it's... Let's read. Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, please let my sister Tamar come and give me food. And prepare the food in my side that I may sit and eat from my hand because the plates in the house are finished. You thought that was in the Bible? <laughs> no, I just said that. Then I'm all laid down. I pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, I'm on said to the king. Please let my sister come and make a couple of cakes. All those cake, all those beakers. For me in my side that I may eat from my hand. I'll pause here to say this. All of you doing house wife walk when you are not married stop it are you hearing what i'm saying what did i say stop it you are going to we are going to get married it's not the same as we are married what did i say Uh you go there you cook for him you say "I," i want to know how she cooks because I've been eating Indomie all my life, I don't want to marry and start eating Indomie. Go to the restaurant and buy food. You do cooking, you do washing, you do everything, and include sleeping. The only thing between you and a married person is that they have not given you certificates. If not everything a married person does, you even go to the father's house to serve them. And you are thinking that it proves that you will be a good daughter-in-law. They will walk and leave you. Are, are you following what I'm saying? There are things you should not do when you are not married. Look at this. And David sent home to Tamar, go to your brother's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother house and he was lying down there. She took flour, kneaded, made cakes in his sight and baked the cake. Wonderful girl. I want to say this. Let me pause to say this. The fact that you are innocent in your heart doesn't mean the person you are in a relationship with is innocent. That's something we see here. This lady was just doing the things with her mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why you have to be discerning. That's why you have to learn. That's why you have to get materials like this, attend meetings like this, and Learn. This girl just went in the innocence of her mind. There are people in marriages today who got in there just innocently thinking, oh, this man loves me. Oh, he loves me. There are people that way. So your innocence does not stop you. You have to learn how to engage. Ask the right questions. Look at this. And she took the pan and placed them out before him, but he refused to eat then i said, have everyone go out from me. And they all went out from him. These people always like secret meetings. They always come to your house when your father is not around. They have the timetable of everybody in your house. They are always there when nobody is around. They like secret meetings. Love doesn't hide. Love is public. Are you following what I'm saying? Come, Are you following what I'm saying? You can't be going to grammar school at 9 o'clock. Are you, are you a witch? When there's no light, he said, let's talk about our future. Talk about your future in darkness. How will that future be bright? <laughs> Even the discussion in the future, there's no light to discuss it. How do you expect that future to be bright? How can a normal person be talking about future nine o'clock in grammar school with no light that we want to we're, we're, Which vision will you see in darkness? Scripture says they love darkness because their deeds are dark. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Have a bit of dignity for yourself. You Respect yourself as a lady. Have a dignity for yourself. You know, and, and I observed this. I might be wrong, but I observed this. In school, most of the intelligent girls were not harassed like the ones who were not very intelligent. Even boys were afraid. Well, I mean, we had this girl in school that was beating all of us. You, it cannot cross your mind that you want to become your girlfriend. Your girlfriend that will teach you maths. What This brilliant girl, Onajiti? I can't forget her. Nobody, when you hear boys just talking, hey, I love this girl. Oh boy, I love this girl. Nobody will say they love Onajite. Why? The brain power was too much. Develop that level of excellence that you will only attract the right people. Don't just be all your value is in front of the mirror. That's where you contribute the highest value to your life. You put foundation. You put upstairs. You put uh, duplex. You put double decker. You weave. You wear sketch. You wear shoe. You weave. when you come out, I like, say, "I want to kill them." <laughs> keep killing them. You will marry a dead person. And then they ask you, you are misplacing tenses. You read one book for ten years. Then you now marry a man, say the man I marry, I don't even know why he's not thinking. You 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 don't deserve a thinking man. You you haven't you can't you can you can live an empty life and think that someone who has put value in himself will be attracted to you. Never it doesn't work that way. If you like, go and sow seed in redemption camp. The seed will bounce back, you will still marry a very useless person, and both of you will be dedicated at the altar the scripture was written to the foolish look at proverbs chapter one it says write this to the simple the simple is a good way of saying write this to stupid people why because that's what they want and that's how they live you cannot put less in your life and expect what more exactly you are not reading, you're not building yourself, you're not developing yourself. When they say, "All oh, of you, we need those, because say, Jesus, I'm here, Jesus. Jesus, said, don't worry, i will taking time to select somebody that matches you. That's why it's taking time. We can't even find your, your kind, Is not. <laughs> it's called the law of attraction. See, that's why you see that. I give this example all the time. It's a funny example. I give this example. If you go to where people that smoke, if you have a meeting and there are people who smoke, Somehow they'll find themselves. You just see somebody just meet somebody and say, But you get lighter. You will wonder that why how did he get the word of knowledge that you have a lighter? It's true. See, the prophets have just been confirmed that it's true. You understand that? That's how before you know, people who like girls, they will just somehow, 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 in the same godly camp, you will just see that they are discussing with one girl. You know that people who like girls, they always find a way of just staying with girls. Even when boys are playing football, you see, they'll say, no, it's volleyball they want to play. You will see only them in the midst of girls. you like, ah, guy guys, a guy, come now. Even if you cannot play, can't you blow whistle? Come and stay here. Say, no, they, that they like volleyball. Why? It's attraction. There's something, listen, and this is powerful, we laugh about it, but there's something in you that will attract your kind. If you are not honest, you will Attract a deceiver that doubles your own. In fact, you will be thinking the person is. But when you see his level of deception, you say you are truly my husband. <laughs> you know that's what happened to Jacob. Hi, Jacob deceived, deceived God into Laban. By the time Laban played Jacob, he took God to rescue Jacob out. So you'll be deceiving, deceiving. I say I want to settle down to marry now. Don't worry, settle down. And you will meet this master deceiver that his deception may take 20 years to unveil. Except by the mercy of God and by the grace of God. Are you still here? Am I making you laugh while I'm teaching you? <laughs> okay. And then she took the pan and placed it out before him and he refused to eat. Then Ammon said, Everyone, go out. Verse 10. Then Amon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the bedroom. These people like bedroom. This is where they love bedroom. <laughs> That I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them to Amon, her brother, in the bedroom. The thing is that sometimes in life, eh, when people start breaking boundaries, start getting conscious. I want to come to your house. Eh, Where will your father be at home? Ah, my father goes to work in the morning. Okay, I'll come around 10. Why were you asking of the father before you said you would come? For a wise girl, that's an indicator. You finish cooking food. Come and eat. You say bring food to bedroom. And then you sent everybody away. You see, you should also think when you are in a relationship. You should think. You are going out with somebody. They, are go- they, ho- they held your waist. You are walking. You are walking. You are gisting. You are gisting about the future from your waist. Their hands have gone under your buttocks. You are still gisting about future. Then you are, you, you, you just feel, ah, it's love. It's not love. It's not love. Because every person who is decent will preserve their dignity even in the midst of the person they love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These are indicators. I was talking with someone the other day and I like to say this. Most times when I talk to people and I ask them, why do you think you're having this crisis? You know the one word they tell me. I saw these signs early. I didn't pay attention to them because nobody is doing today what they did not have the capacity to do yesterday. Nobody. Anybody who is lying to you today have been telling little lies. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Anybody who is doing whatever has that capacity, except by the intervention of God. So you must not look at, um, forsake all of these signs. Now look at what it says now when she had brought them to him to eat he took hold of her and said come lie with me my sister look at verse 12 but she answered him no my brother do not force me for no such thing should be done in israel do not do this disgraceful thing and i where could i take my shame and as for you you'll be like one of the fools in israel now therefore please speak to the king For he will know we told me from you. This is what I found interesting about this verse. Look at, you know what he said? He said, if you talk to the king about getting married to me, he will agree. People who walk in lust, they will never do the right thing. You tell them, go talk to my parents, they will postpone it to the year 2020. Let me tell you this clearly from experience. It is cheaper to get a wife than to take care of a girlfriend. Cheaper. You go to meet your girlfriend, you buy juice. They say they don't like juice. It's yogurt they like. It's you that have that time. That juice, I will open it in your front. I will drink it to the glory of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. I will walk away. All this trying to impress. You see, somebody who actually loves you, you don't need to impress them. They will be appreciative of the sacrifice. in the first place, if I'm going out with you in a relationship and you tell me the kind of phone you want to use, I have gone. And I'm I'm out. Because the fact that I'm going out with you does not mean that I am your Samsung distributor. I'm not. I buy what I can afford and what I think I want to give to you. If you are the one setting the parameters, I will run for my life. Because today it is phone, tomorrow it will be car, and next day you have gone into a ritual killing. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. The the thought to even think that you're in a relationship and you have to ask the person for something already tells me what your heart is. That you are here to collect, not to give. Are you following what I'm saying? You have your own dignity. Maintain it. Don't think that as a girl, they are to spend on you. is one lesson I can't wait to teach my daughter. You know, because some of you women just leave yourself. And you will be collecting gifts. You, why you, you like gifts? Can't you say no? The Wristwash, you have collected. Shoe, you have collected. Uh, pants, you are even collecting. Um, hair, you are collecting. And you don't know that the people who are giving you those gifts, they, they, they have, it's not that they are doing welfare to the poor. They are not running a charity organization for women empowerment. They've got a goal. And you know, someday when you have collected gifts, you can't say no don't collect things that will shut your voice. You don't need it. Then later I say, is it just this small (laughs) wristwatch? Don't call it small. If you know what that guy went through to buy that (laughs) wristwatch, you won't call it small. It's like sending his only son to die for you. (laughs) So he said, then I'm on verse 14. However, he will not hear that voice. In this kind of lustful relationship, your voice does not count. Is only the man. You are in a relationship. The man calls you two times. You don't pick He's quarry. Where are you? Who did you drop ah! And I used to tell people that it is engagement, not encasement. You know, some of you are in abusive relationships like that. Once the guy calls and you don't pick, in fact, when you pick the phone and see miss call, you're already shaking. Is he married to you? No. What nonsense. You still have your life. Some of you get into a relationship, they ban you from all your friends. You know that guy? I don't want to see you there. You know this one. I don't want to see you. You know this one. I don't want to. You are banned. Have you married yet? No. And then he draws you into himself, misuse, abuse you, and walks away. Now you have run you have away from everybody. You are just alone. Now look at this. And be stronger than her. He forced her. Please, I'd like you to read this chapter from this book. Because I talked about strength. All kinds of strength. Sometimes it is emotional strength. A man can, or a woman can use emotional strength on you. You do something. They just go cold. You now start begging. Please, nah. Baby, please. Baby, please. That begging will take three days. You know, one thing in my life is I don't I do like all those kind of things. You are not married. Then you now keep, you sustain malice for two weeks and you are still opening your eyes to say this is who you will marry, you are in danger even for some men, I wonder how they can hold that grudge you see some men squeeze face and they will hiss like women and they will be busting you know, I don't easily forgive <laughs> and you, you are saying, I know my dear I know my dear, somebody telling you that they don't easily forgive, you are saying you know your dear if he says that, run. You are in the spirit. Just take off. Because you know what? If you can't easily forgive when there is no commitment, when there is now commitment, you are done for. That's how you now have a man who will come, he's eat food, go and sleep in the parlor, and you are in the room, and you are just crying. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! You said in your words, shut up. He told you that he does not easily forgive. There is no you said in your word. You made that choice. You know what? In that relationship, you only be the one begging. you only be the one sorry. Even when you are right, you'll still be sorry. Look at this. Then I'm not first and lay with her. And I'm not hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. And I'm not said to her, Arise, be gone. So she said to him, No, indeed. This evil of sending me away is worse than the other, other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. Then he called his servants who attended him and said, Here, put this woman out. In fact, the word woman is in italics if you read. So what he actually said was, Here, put this out. Away from me and bolt the door behind her. few verses before this, we read that she loved her. That he loved her. But immediately after he had sex with her, call that this woman. And that's what happens to a lot of us. We get into relationship thinking we're in love and it's just lost. And after the sexual acts, after the kissing, the smooching, and everything, whatever you're looking for has been gotten. You now become this woman. They move on to the next. All because you will not preserve your own dignity. I just want to run through something very quickly. No. 1 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 to 7, not 17, sorry. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. Finally, then brethren, we urge and exalt in the, Lord Je- in, in, in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk to please God. Verse 2. Verse 2. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Next verse for this is the will of God your sanctification is God's will that you you abstain from sexual immorality number one abstain from sexual immorality The the next verse that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel okay that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and what in honor okay Not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God and no one should ever exploit or take advantage of his brother in this regard because the Lord will avenge such acts as we have already told you and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us to impurity but to holiness. Anyone then who rejects this command does not reject man but God, the very one who gives his Holy Spirit. Six things from here. Number one, it is God's will that you should be holy. Number two, you must abstain from sexual immorality. When he says abstain, it means you have the willpower to abstain from it. You can't stop it. Three, each of you must know how to control his own body in holiness and all you. Sexual lust is a product of lack of self-control. You must control your body. If there is a particular girl you know when you get around, you, you are lost. You are lost. Cut communication. You must, if there's a particular boy, when you go there, you lose part of your senses. You don't, we are not coordinated anymore. Cut communication. You must abstain. We must not walk in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God. And no one should ever exploit or take advantage of his brother. Do not take advantage of sisters in church and the choir sister is close to you, don't take advantage of her closeness. Don't take advantage of people's vulnerability. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't take advantage of people, you know, they are having pressures at home, they come to your house, they cry from wiping tears, you are kissing away tears. Don't don't do that. Don't take advantage of people. Don't take advantage of people. And no one should ever exploit or take advantage of his brother in this regard. For God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness. In this... When I exploited the issue of the lies, we must also see this sex is not love. Ravi Zakaria said, to seek the wonder of sexual enjoyment apart from its sacredness is to plunder one's own body. There's no sin, the scripture says, that is against your own body and sexual impurity. We live in a society that is almost making it like a badge of honor. It's almost a tin of shame to say that you are a virgin. It's almost a tin of shame. People will even say, ah, I can't believe it. That's how crazy we have become in our world and in our age but god calls us to purity and not to impurity amen i'd just like us to pray for a minute i want to stop here and i'll take some questions before we go we go father i just want to thank you i pray father god in the name of the lord jesus christ that this book these teachings will change lives transform lives help more young people to get the right relationships in the mighty name of jesus in jesus mighty name we pray